Hey guys, thanks for coming back to the Modern History HSC podcast YouTube channel. Today, we're going to be focusing on source analysis. How do we break down a source when we are given a new piece of material, primary, secondary, tertiary, for the very first time, and make sure we don't trip up on its meaning, intended audience, or, or motive? There is a very simple set of steps that we can follow to make sure that we have a bit of a game plan every time we get a new source. And that's what these videos are going to be about. So, title of the source that we're going to be referring to today is Remember Pearl Harbor, Work, Fight, Sacrifice, Will Remember, and by God, You Won't Forget. So, this is our source over here. We can see that that title is placed on the on the top and the bottom of the source and before we go too much into breaking down the symbolism and the metaphors we're going to go through DAMMIT. So DAMMIT is a acronym that I came across a few years ago at one of those HSC study days which are really good to go to where you can just follow the acronym of D, what is the date, A who is the author, M, what is the material, so what's the actual physical thing that we're looking at, second, M, what is the motive, I, what is or who is the intended audience, and T, what is the tone of the source. Once you get through that, then you can get a little bit more into the youthfulness that this source would have for a historian, because that's generally what your questions are going to be about, evaluating the usefulness of the sources or comparing a couple of sources. So, let's begin. This source, the date for this source is 1943. That is very, very important. If you had just assumed that because it is about Pearl Harbor and therefore it was made in the immediate aftermath of Pearl Harbor, and therefore, uh, by extension of that, it is informing people about Pearl Harbor, you would be wrong that because of the date, there would not be a soul in America who would not know that Pearl Harbor is already taking place. So informing them about the attack is not the motive. Pearl Harbor happened 1941, so far, the Americans have gone through the Japanese push into the Pacific, which went for about six months. And then they had the Battle of the Coral Sea, the Battle of Midway. Um, they would still be doing the last bits of mopping up in Guadalcanal. And they would be pushing into Papua New Guinea. So the Americans and the Allies still have a very, very long way to go, but we're well and truly into the Pacific campaign at the time that this is being released. Now, who is releasing this? Charles Henry Alston. Him and his background probably don't need to go into the detail of that because what is most important is who has commissioned this artwork. This artwork has been commissioned and ordered by the U.S. War Department, which then helps for when we get down to the next step. The material, what is it? It is a cartoon, but it is also a political cartoon. The reason I know that is that its source is coming from the government. So 
the cartoon's creation is politically motivated and therefore it's trying to impress upon its viewers some sort of viewpoint or some sort of bias. You could also say that this is propaganda. When we come down to the motive, so if we've already established that this is not about telling the American people about Pearl Harbor, that ship has sailed. What is it about? Well, let's think about the other things that have taken place so far, what they're currently having to do, and what is happening in the source. So you can see that it's recruitment, and we can see that the intended audience is for American men of military age, and we can see that the tone is vengeful. How have I come to those conclusions, and how could have you have come to those conclusions? Well, let's particularly focus on the source now. So if we come over to the source, we can see a few things. Immediately in the center, your eyes, uh, I was going to say hands, your eyes are drawn towards the hands, and the hands symbolize a struggle. So one hand, you have this hand that's uh, got claws almost on the edge, blood dripping. Okay, so you're thinking this is the bad guy, this is a bad hand. And then over on the top, you have a strong hand, like a strong, um, uh, strong grasping, masculine hand gripping this evil sort of hand. And if you follow the hand up to its sleeve, we can see 130 million United Americans. And if that wasn't clear enough for you, you've got symbolization of the American flag going on. So this arm that is intervening in this monster's intent is the American people, and they are united. What is the monster doing, and who is the monster? If we follow the arm down here, then we can come to the stereotype of the Japanese soldier. One, the hat, if this was in color. Uh, even not in color, you can take away that the red dot on the white or the plain background is the Japanese flag, is the rising sun. And then as we're coming down, we can see that we have uh, classic Asian stereotyping for the time. Um, the large nose, the buck teeth, but also you can see with the eyes and the ears, they're trying to dehumanize the Japanese. So we're a few years into the war, they're trying to make sure that the army has a steady flow of recruits coming in to fill up the ranks. And you need to, well, a part of the U.S. military strategy is to, in order to keep people willing to do this, um, which is a very unnatural thing if you think about it. Um, you probably don't have to think about it that hard. It's hard to kill someone that we are driven not to want to kill people, but killing animals or things that are dehumanized or things that are alien, uh, like vermin and insects, is a lot easier. So the US Department is spending money in trying to make sure that this narrative is being sowed. And the Japanese are doing exactly the same thing. Everybody's doing the same thing. So don't just think it's a nasty American thing. This is just a element of war which takes place. Moving on, so now we've established that we have a dehumanized Japanese uh, individual, a soldier. Over here we have Pearl Harbor. 
So this has been very particularly done. So when I've asked this in class before, I've asked the question, why does it have to be a woman? You know, Pearl Harbor, why couldn't it have been a, just an island? Like, why does it have to be a woman? Why is it not a man? Um, you got to be thinking of the values of the time and the symbolizing, like even symbolism that would work today um, in our political environment, that you have this idea of innocence. The woman is innocent. The female is innocent. Um, you could stretch it even to say that innocent, virgin, symbol has been mercifully um, stabbed in the back and assassinated by this monster and the hero is coming in to save them. So there's a lot of symbolism and there is a lot going on in this particular cartoon. And I'm not saying that every single soldier that would have walked potential soldier that would have walked past this poster or would have seen it in a newspaper or a newsreel would have essentially picked up on all of these things but because there is so much going on it's enough for people who had not already signed up or who had not already been drafted to reflect and think i need to do something about this they create a sense of vengefulness. They create a sense of action, a sense of, wait, I need to act. I need to do something. I, I should be remembering Pearl Harbor. What should I do? Oh, you should work. You should fight. You should sacrifice. And then if we were going to extend this into a question, now that we're well and truly on the boat of, of what this source is about and we've left no stone unturned, evaluate its usefulness well, we could consider that the usefulness of this source would be that the U.S. War Department felt that it still needed to push for more soldiers to come into the army. Um, if we didn't have sources like this um, as evidence in 1943, um, perhaps that would be suggesting that American people did not need coercing and they did not need external motivation or perhaps the war was not going like perhaps they were going better in the war or perhaps they were going worse in the war um, it also showed that at least one side of the conflict was heavily stereotyping and dehumanizing um, the opponent uh, also tells us about the conservative values that the Americans had as part of their culture and that the U.S. government was framing its reason, uh, its justification for actions in the Pacific as we are responding to the initial original sin, this, um, this stab in the back. Like, they didn't tell us they were going to do this. There was no formal declaration of war. Like, we are the ultimate innocent victim in this, but we will be right in the end.